We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mr. Fryer, let's go. At the 12 they say... Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Zach's played a lot of minutes, and he's had a significant knee injury already, along with back injury, hand injury that he's been dealing with throughout the season. It might just be this is who he is now, that after all of that time, all of the high flying, all of the minutes that he's accrued on his body, even though he's, what, 26 years old, it ends up being an old 26. Also, this is an aside. You know I do this on the show from time to time. Is he the Baker Mayfield of the NBA? Here's what I mean. Telegenic, smart, good pitch man. Hadn't won anything. A lot of commercials for a guy that hasn't won anything. Now, I'm not mad at him. Go get your money. But... I was watching games that the Bulls weren't playing, and I was like, oh, there's Zach. And and there's Zach. How did that happen? It felt very Baker Mayfield-esque. That I'm like, oh, Zach's that dude now. Make me a bicycle, clown. There's a lot we got to get done today, and we don't have a ton of time. But we're going to still do our best. Face off! Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. On the show today, we will get a preview of the NCAA tournament from Dan Wolken. I'll tell you my top five worst college basketball floors in America, and we are going to talk with Cody Westerland to figure out what the hell happened last night in Sacramento. That is next. Stick around. We got a fun show for you today. I'm Lawrence here with you until 2 on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Now, I got to do a better job with just my mentality. You know, I'm going out there and I'm playing through some pain in my knee injury, but I got to have the right mindset. I can't tiptoe into the game. And my first game back, I could put excuses out there, but I put that on myself where I made a mental decision in the second half to, you know, go out there and play like me. And I got to start off that way. You know, we, we didn't start off the right way. We, we got punched in the mouth. We got to start punching these teams in the mouth. Comparison, 1 through 15, second half was black and white. So 
I think that starts, you know, starts at the top and trickles down. And, you know, we can't take to be down by 20 for us to play like, you know, we're supposed to. I agree with Zach Levine. The effort that the Bulls showed in the first half of last night's game against Sacramento was poor. Let's call it what it is. It was poor. And obviously, he is going through some stuff, and we chronicled a lot of it on yesterday's show. Cody Westerland covers the Bulls every single day for us here at The Score and on 670thescore.com. He joins us on Tuesdays around this time to talk about what's up with the Bulls. He joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Cody, thanks for joining me. That was a horrific effort in the first half by the Bulls. Not what they wanted to see to start a West Coast road trip that's going to get a lot harder against the Jazz on Wednesday and the Suns on Friday amid a time in which the Bulls are battling for playoff seeding. And like you said, um, I thought offensively, a lot of it was shots were not falling. Billy Donovan mentioned that that he liked how the team was attempting to share the ball as DeMar DeRozan got a lot of double teams run at him, and he thought there were some good looks. But you can't give up 63 points to the Kings in the first half. And honestly, you can't only score 43 defense that's the third worst in the NBA. So there's a lot of problems all around. But it seems like sometimes when this team struggles on one end, uh, they struggle on the other end too. And I know basketball is a, a game where it flows from end to end like that and everything uh, kind of is intertwined, but this is a team that has to kind of draw a line in the sand at some point, these Bulls do, uh, as they come down the stretch here and against the Kings last night. It was a really ugly game. What made it so ugly? What were the things that the Kings were doing to the Bulls in the first half that didn't allow them to get on track? Well, they're doubling DeMar DeRozan, who I believe was like two of five or so in the first half, two of six, and that's far fewer shots than he usually gets. So it was incumbent on others to step up and you look at that and that usually means Zach Levine that means Nikola Vucevic and in this case for Levine he just didn't attack the basket much in the first half and he admitted that after the game he just played the cut where uh, he attacked more in the second half Zach used the words he was tiptoeing around to kind of start the game and, and not asserting himself and that's in part because of this knee injury this knee ailment that's that's really bothering him at times, and I think is just in his head a little bit. But you can see he's still got a lot of explosiveness when he trusts it and gets going and gets comfortable, but he's not always comfortable at tip right now. So I think it was just a case of the Bulls have relied on DeMar so much this season, and they kind of get out of sorts when the, the game plan can call for something else at sometimes when it doesn't flow from him or they don't have that isolation opportunity with him at times because the Kings are blitzing pick and rolls. They just haven't seen that to a great degree all the time. Certainly teams have doubled DeMar this year, but usually not as much as they did um, for 48 minutes like the Kings did, kind of blitzing that screen roll. And then usually also not when Zach Levine and Vooch are both healthy. We saw it when Zach was sitting out with the knee ailment before the All-Star break and DeMar was on his great stretch. He got more attention. But usually when the Bulls are, are fully kind of healthy from an offensive capability standpoint, um, DeMar doesn't quite have that much attention. It's interesting, too, because I thought that DeMar did the right things in the game where he saw that he was being doubled, that they were trapping him. Sometimes if he, he's in the lane, we're talking about three guys. He would do the right thing and pass the ball. Like, he had six assists last night. I think that sometimes the people that are on the floor with him, 
there's a reason why you don't get shot opportunities because you're not great at making shots. So forcing the ball out of DeMar's hands is a victory for any team. Yeah, and Javante Green, I don't know if he shot a single shot in the first half last night for the Bulls. He hit that corner three-pointer early in the third quarter when it kind of started pivoting a little bit for the Bulls. But teams are kind of ignoring Javante, which obviously is why the the additions of someone like Patrick Williams, even Lonzo Ball, I know they don't play the exact same position, but just guys that can do a little bit more offensively. That's why those would be really key for the Bulls down the stretch if they can come back and contribute for the Bulls. Io Desumu only shot three of nine last night. 0 of five from three-point range is not good enough for him. And it's basically the gamble the Kings made, and Io didn't make them pay. Javante Green didn't make them pay much. Zach was not aggressive enough in the first half to make them pay. And you're looking at right there, there's three starters who just aren't doing that much. And that's a big problem when teams are going to give DeMar that much attention. You look at a guy like Kobe White had 13 points off the bench last night, but it was three of nine on three-pointers. If a couple more had gone down for him, maybe it's a little bit different. But right now, teams are kind of saying with Zach's health being a little more iffy, you know, maybe we're not going to let DeMar beat us. And last night, that was certainly the case for the Kings and, and the Bulls. So what type of adjustments can be made? Or, or have we seen, as Tristan Thompson said a, a couple of weeks ago, teams have a blueprint against the Bulls, and almost all of them are using it now, and it's take the ball out of DeMar's hands. Yeah, I mean, I think a, an easier adjustment can be if you get the ball in the pocket to Vooch and maybe let him play out a four and three a little bit more often. That works. That was a case where it didn't seem like while DeMar had assists, it didn't seem like the Bulls were really getting in their offense and flowing it with Vooch then spraying it to others and and keeping the chain moving. So I think that's probably a small one. I think you could honestly probably go here. Um, This is a kind of a pet play the Bulls use late in games is Zach Levine screening for DeMar or DeMar screening for Zach Levine. And Maybe if the Bulls did that a little bit more, I guess that's what, two, three pick and roll, three, four, depending on who's who's on the floor for the Bulls when they go guard heavy lineups. But maybe put two of your most dangerous um, players in that situation. And then if they blitz, you, you drop it to them and all of a sudden the ball's in the hand of someone really dangerous. But I would probably just pivot to to kind of the greater principle of all this being it would have to be on Zach Levine to step up if they're going to give so much attention to DeMar DeRozan. And again, the knee ailments clouding all of this for the Bulls and Zach, but it's going to come down to him. Can he star on nights that DeMar is not starring because he's not shooting well enough or doesn't have the opportunity with all the attention? So a lot of pressure on Zach Levine right now, to be honest, as we approach the playoffs and as a massive contract extension looms for him in a, in a big pivotal moment for his career this summer. How would you describe how differently Zach looks right now? Yeah, It's kind of weird, Lawrence. Like, I think he's really, really conflicted. Those postgame comments last night were all over the map. He first comes out and says, I have some pain. And then he pivots like one question later and says, I feel good. And then a question later, he's talking about the balancing act. And we know it is a balancing act. But at the end of the day, 
he's not looking like himself whatsoever on defense. And I say that knowing he's been a bad defender for the Bulls early in his career and when he first got to Chicago. But he had been much better on defense early in the season than he has been these last few weeks. Like there are just times out there where he's not staying with guys around screens. He's not paying enough attention. He's not attacking the glass. He's not boxing guys out. And I know some of these things are bad habits for him for much of his career, but they've kind of been magnified here lately where it seems like he's a little more tentative. And then you saw the tentativeness on the offensive end early, but then you see the second half he's out there attacking and looked much more like himself. Um, getting to the basket, getting to the free throw line, finishing some layups and such. So to me, like, it's difficult because you feel bad for him. He's noted that he's probably playing at 70 or 80%. But when he's out there, if they're going to say, hey, he's feeling good tonight, he's got to play. And again, doctors, and Billy Donovan repeats this all the time, emphasizes this. He's medically cleared to play basketball. They feel that his knee is stable. If he's out there, he's got to give a little bit more at both ends. That means more on defense, and that means attacking early in games. And I think he's just still trying to get a feel for all this. And he needs to figure it out, I think, kind of in the last 14 regular season games or so, how he can feel comfortable because come playoff time, like, He's got to go all out if this team's going to have a chance to win a first-round series even. You know, that that's what I kind of thought was interesting. I felt like with him not playing in Saturday night's game, which I felt was an important game, and I'll get to that in a minute, this was the game where if, if he needed some extra time, why play him versus Sacramento, considering what's ahead of the Bulls here? why I, I don't understand kind of how Billy scheduled this, where – Zach had the two days off and didn't play, and then they make the trip out west, and he plays against Sacramento. Yeah, Billy didn't schedule this. I This is pretty much all Zach Levine. And okay. the Bulls keep saying it's a collaboration, but I don't think there's any doubt at the end of the day when someone's deciding whether to play or not for, for Zach's situation here that this is the call of him and his camp and his doctors that, that I'm sure he's talking with on a daily basis as well. And I think you've seen some of these comments from Billy. Like, he's kind of, in a way, like, washing his hands of, hey, he's medically cleared. I'm leaving it up to Zach. I'm leaving it up to the doctors. We will adjust as needed. We can plug Kobe into that starting lineup. I don't think Billy's pushing Zach at this time. Either way, I think this really is how Zach feeling um, the day after games when they play and then the morning when he wakes up um, on game day to see what they were doing. So I think that was Zach's call mainly to play yesterday. And he said, look, I did feel much better. I felt much better, um, you know, just getting some shots up before the game and earlier in the day. So I think that was important. So I think this is largely a Zach call, and I think he's mindful of his future and not pushing in the regular season. And I imagine when the playoffs roll around, he's going to play every single game, and it's just going to be a question of how efficient can he be in a playoff setting. I ask you this very often, and I can ask it again after last night and considering that ahead of the Bulls is Utah and Phoenix and Toronto and Milwaukee, are you starting to get concerned about them falling into a play-in scenario? No, no, I'm really not. Okay. Um, I understand that, and I say that knowing the Bulls have the hardest schedule left in the NBA still from this point forward. Uh, if you ask me that next Tuesday <laughs> after they've played the Raptors on Monday and the Bulls lose that game at the United Center, I might say yes, but I would not say I'm worried about the Bulls falling in to that spot yet. Saying that in the realm of, yes, I understand anything can happen, but I mean, three games up in the loss column on the Raptors, who still have some tough games left, 
as well. If the Bulls win that game at the United Center next Monday night against the Raptors, they will be in perfect shape to stay in that top six, certainly. So I am not pushing the panic button on the play-in yet, but I think you should ask me that question a week from today as well. All right, Cody. Great work as per usual. You can check out Cody's work at 670thescore.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Cody Westerland is where you can find him. Cody, I'll talk to you next week, and hopefully you are in the same place mentally about this Bulls team then. For sure. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you, Cody. That is Cody Westerland of our staff here. He's been terrific all throughout the basketball season. I I was really disappointed with last night's game, and the effort in the, the first half was atrocious. And, and let me let me take a shot at someone who I usually throw bouquets, bouquets at. Alex Caruso was terrible yesterday. I know that he came up with a couple of big steals. He also made some horrible turnovers. He had four turnovers in the game last night. And that's, he can't be that player. He can't be a reckless player. And he was last night. And they were last night. I don't know if they thought that they were just going to walk into Sacramento and beat that team, but Sabonis was ready for him, as he usually is versus the Bulls. He was powering through them. Fox wasn't no joke either. Well, they they had no answer. No, no matter who they switched on to, to, to Fox, they had no answer for him. But down in the post, specifically in the first half, in the second half, they contained him. Sabonis was, was the man. He was looking forward to inflicting damage. They, they took that game seriously, and in the first half, the Bulls didn't. To their credit, the Bulls took the second half seriously. And they, they pushed it, but you could tell when they cut it to four or whatever it was that they had run out of steam and they weren't going to be able to win the game because they had to, to give so much effort to get it to that point. It was not good. It was not a good effort. And considering what's in front of them, it was a very disappointing loss last night. This road that they have, is is hard on paper and in reality with some of the matchups that they're they're going to have. Hope they can get it corrected by tomorrow night. When we come back, we'll do top five. It's college basketball season. There are a lot of ugly college basketball floors. We will share them with you, and this will be sights and sounds. We'll give you an opportunity to see some of these things on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 The Score. Back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Five, one, two, three, four, Top five Tuesdays on the Lawrence Holmes Show. But since the day is Tuesday, it doesn't matter in the slightest. Top five Tuesdays. I've only seen a couple, but that's definitely top five. Is it Tuesday? Can't you ask me an intelligent question? Is this the Lawrence Holmes Show? You're damn skippy. Then it's top five Tuesdays on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Got it? Good. Top five Tuesdays. We like to have a lot of fun with the segment. And since it's tournament time. I mean, we are going to talk with Dan Wilkin coming up in the next segment. I thought that we'd have a little fun with some really horrible college basketball floors. Luckily, my guy Connor on the Twitch stream is going to help us out. So he's going to be able to illustrate some of this stuff. Twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 the score. Some of them just damn ugly. And this list could have this list could have gone on for 2025 because people are doing the most. Number five. Ball movement, body movement, executing in the half court by AM. Rapper. Up and in. Texas AM's floor is disgusting. They don't know what they want to do. There's like the state of Texas there. There's like a checkerboard. It's they want to make it look like it's faded, like grass on a baseball diamond. It's very, very strange. I thought you said checkers, like the restaurant on the floor. I was no. like, what? Well, I mean, checkers on would be great. You had some checkers. I can go for some checkers right now. There's still one on 55th right there at the Ryan. Get you some checkers. No, checkerboard. A lot of the teams in the SEC like have like checkerboard stuff. Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama to a certain extent, but not on the basketball floor. It's not good looking. Number four. We could box out by Reynolds that time for UCF. Elliot time. Walker from Perry. Have you seen this mess of a college basketball floor that is University of Central Florida? It's terrible. It's got bad shadows. You can't really see anything. You can't, like, watch it. It's just... And Connor's sending the links inside the Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 the score. It, it's like a nightmare of a floor. I see Rick Camp clicked on the link, and he's looking at it. It's disgusting. It's like, what are you trying? I mean, I get it. Everyone wants to be different. We can't just have regular college basketball floors. Like We've got to do some sort of thing. But this, this UCF floor is... Um, problematic it's it's really like I'm just sitting there going what was the thought in it and I get that they're the knights and you're trying to kind of do a look of of it's the knights but it just doesn't come across at all bad 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 number three space the floor so well 
Rivera looking for Randy. This passing just dart after dart for Colorado State. Okay, I did a little bit of digging on this one. Colorado State, they've they've got the Rams, okay? Fort Collins itself, like the city of Fort Collins where Colorado State is, is really great. The problem is that the Rams' head stretches basically from one three-point line to the other. It just kind of looks gnarly, and it doesn't, in a place where you're trying to make it pop, it doesn't pop. Look at this thing. Look at it. Twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 to score. You've got baseline to baseline Rams head. The horns go from the baseline to the baseline. And then, if that's not enough, the face of the Ram is also a Ram. There's a lot. Like, it is so busy. It's ridiculously busy. For no damn reason. Number two. Four to shoot. Chet has it stolen. That's the fourth steal by the Tigers. Nolly takes it in for two more. Memphis. This season in particular, Memphis's court is, um, it's very blue. It's ridiculously blue. Like, remember when Boise State gave you the, you, you know what I'm talking about, Brandon. I know exactly what you're talking about. I knew you was about to go there. Boise State came up with the blue field, and it is unique. And I think it's Eastern Washington that has the, the, the red field. It's not just that it's blue, though. There's also tiger stripes on the sidelines and on the baseline. It's ridiculous. I actually like the wood, like the light wood that they're using, but you can barely see it. Because of the floor. Horrific. Horrific. But it's not the worst. It's close. It's really close. But it's not the worst. The worst is number one. Oregon's going very small. Maybe on Harmon to the basket. Spins around and goes for Harmon. Have you seen this thing out in Oregon? They want to, like, it's like trees and stuff, and you're in the woods, and it's supposed to be like a 3D thing that they're doing. There's all sorts of, I don't know how you can concentrate, and maybe that's the idea, but it's like you're in the forest, but it's a basketball court, and it's like an homage to wood because they love trees in Oregon. I don't know. All I know is that whenever I was watching Pac-12 basketball, my hope was that I was not watching Oregon at home. My hope was that Oregon was on the road. There's sunshine, and it is, it is. Just look at it. Twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 to score. I don't know how one could concentrate while trying to play basketball. You're in the middle of the woods. Deep in the woods is what they literally have on the floor. We get it. You're in Eugene. There's not a lot going on in Eugene. You're deep in the woods. We got it. Change your damn floor. That's my top five. You don't like my list? Make your own damn list.
Dan Wolken of USA Today is going to join me to talk college basketball. You know what? Maybe I'll ask him if he has an ugliest college basketball floor while we talk about the tournament. That's next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.